an Italian radio show, Italian Labor Day, everything you want to know about Italians and unions, including stuff we don't talk about, with special guests, food, and music by Dean Martin, coming right up on West Coast Italian Radio. Hello folks, welcome to West Coast Italian Radio, bringing you the Italian Radio Show. My name is Tony Lestella, your host, here with the lovely Marzia Caputo from Vincenza, Italia. Marzia, how are you doing today? Wow, I'm doing good. Great day for doing this. Always Wonderful miss day. <laughs> Wonderful day. I got to tell you, we got some great stuff for today's show, folks. Today, we're going to talk about, you know, it's Italian Labor Day, which yes. was just a couple of days ago. It's, uh, what, uh, May 1st, is that right? Yeah. Today's May 1st. May 1st, so just a couple of days ago. We're going to talk all about that, what they do in Italy, uh, you know, everything you want to know basically about Italian unions right. uh, and Italian-American, too. Uh, so we're going to have a little bit of fun with that, both on this show and our after-hours show. But first of all, we want to let you know we are broadcasting to you live from the Palm Springs area, okay, MET, 1490 AM, with the ABC News and Talk Radio Network, uh, and you may be picking us up across the country because we have many great affiliate stations that play our program all over the country. Some of them are, are ABC affiliates. Some of them are non-ABC affiliates. But wherever you're hearing us, we really appreciate your listening to us. And, of course, we got a great number of people who listen to us by streaming us directly every week from our website. So just remember, folks, you can, no matter where you are in the world, you can pick up our show. Just go to our website. Remember the acronym for West Coast Italian Radio, WCIR.biz. Go right there. There's a little button on the page there. You can click that, and you can stream us live every Monday, 4 o'clock Pacific time. And even better, if you got to work or you want to share with somebody else, you can get our show 24-7 by going there because the minute we're done with the show, we put this week's show up in our archives. Our archives are available around the clock. No matter where you are in the world, you can listen to this week's show, anywhere past shows. Just remember the archive in our, our, our website, WCIR.biz, and you hook it right up there. Now, of course, uh, we also got to tell you before we started to our program for the day, we got the best after hours podcast that's that you can find on the internet. I mean, this will blow you away, knock your socks off, okay? Now, don't get me wrong. We love our affiliation here with ABC. We love doing our show here with them. But, you know, we're Italians. I'm Italian from the East Coast. Marci is Italian from Italy. You know, and we like to call a spade a spade. We like to say things the way we really feel about them, very passionately, and, you know, without uh, mincing words, so to speak. And, of course, the live show here we got to watch because the FCC tells us we can only push the envelope so far. And when we get to the after-hour show, folks, this is just on the Internet for 18 years and over. Trust me when I tell you we push the envelope over and off the table and the stuff we do on that show. So you like this show, we're going to talk about the same topics there, but a little more bluntly, let's just say. I like uh, confession. Yeah, exactly. Straight out <laughs> clearly. Of course, after you listen to that show, you got to go. You have to go to confession. You yeah, know exactly. All right, but we're going to start right in today, uh, talking about you know our theme, which is Italian Labor Day, uh, <laughs> talking about Italian unions. Okay, now you know 
unions. So you have three big unions in Italy, uh, which we'll talk more about with our guest later in the show. They got the, um, the Communist Party has a union. The Socialist Party has a union. And believe it or not, because, of course, the Catholic Church, you know, Catholic is the biggest population in Italy. So the Catholics got a union. God bless them. All right. They were oh, let's remember, Festa de Laboratori. Laboratori. Let's say in Italian, too. Festa de Laboratori. There you go. All right. Okay. okay. So now let's look here, Marzia. Uh, our first story we get to us uh, comes to us from um, this just came out um, literally a couple of days ago on the 22nd of April. Uh, comes okay. to us uh, from the Europe, uh, the Europe News uh, put this out, and it is Italians' unions protest. There's a big protest apparently going on there right now. A lot of the young people in Italy are looking for work. Did you know that? Well, I think what happened after COVID, yes. <laughs> so, I mean, I know you have brothers there and stuff, and they, uh, I know you, your bro- one brother is, a, is like an electrician, a plumber. I mean, you know, how, how is work there in Italy for the young people? Hey, if you own your business, restaurant, uh, anything, you are in trouble. With yeah, because of the COVID, of course, yeah, yeah. Uh, even store that can open close, it's really bad. That's the situation. Because before that, we were fine. We had work. We were good. Yeah, we yeah. Well, if you are a laborer, however, it says, um, especially in Rome, okay, in Rome, they have these huge protests. It sounds like they have uh, their banners going. They got like, um, huh. there's some 426 uh, cafeterias. Uh, that and workers, you know, these, these are these different buildings, like you said, 426 different businesses where workers had received job, had received notices. They received notices that their jobs will end next month. That would be, you know, this month now, May. Um, so it sounds like these people are really having a tough time of mm-hmm. it. Um, you know, some of these people have worked at their jobs for years and years. Some of them are young people, you know, trying to get a start in life. Um, and it's just tough because, you know, the, the, they're literally, they're doing away with so many jobs there. Uh, it's really hurting the young people. So they got the unions there that are protesting all over Rome, all over Italy. Um, the unemployment is going out of the world there. More than six million Italians now. That are living in absolute poverty in mm-hmm. the South, uh, you know, country. That's like ten percent of the people in the country there because of being out of work. So right. now the unions, you know, are trying to get involved. They're protesting. Um, you know, part of this, of course, is what we're going to talk about later in the program. Has to do with the, it, 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 there's so much politics involved there. It, it's not so much the mafia that's interfering with the unions. There is the government, and you got the Communist Party, the Socialist Party, each with their unions pushing their own agenda. Meanwhile, people are starving to death. So, you know, it's too bad. It's going to be, like I say, the problem with COVID, it was the COVID, it's the business, it's the, you know, that's sort of going to be the problem, the economy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, all world, we are almost there. But like I say, we do it much better here. I'm not kidding. We got right, to- right. In Italy, we are so behind to do things online. We are still yeah. learning. So, well, so now, you know, because of this, because there's so many people out of business, mm-hmm. so many people out of work, especially a lot of young people out of work, a lot of young people living in, co- in poverty, um, right now they're having an all-time 
um, an all-time level of scams that are going on in Italy. I mean, all kinds of um, illegal scams are being run. Of course, many of these by people who are, um, you know, out of work, are, 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 are hard up for money. So um, here are, if you're driving to Italy anytime soon, here are the seven common scams that are going on right now because people, of course, are trying to uh, make whatever money they can to feed themselves, okay? So the first one is there is, of course, this is a pretty one. There is the um, there's a traffic um, accident scam, okay? So, I mean, we've all heard of people like, you know, where they're trying to uh, – Pretend like they got hurt in an accident or something, you know. So you got to watch out because they'll be walking a, along the roadway, and as you drive by, they hit the side of the car, your car, and then of course they're acting like they've been, you know, injured. You ran over them or something like that. Call the police, try and get your your insurance or you to pay them some money to go away. Okay. Right. There's the gypsy pizza scam. Okay, and the little kids are are in on this too. The uh, travelers. Um, they are talking about these little gypsy kids that come up to you. They hold a pizza box in front of you. Okay. Um, then they, you know, want, basically asking you, you know, to, to buy a pizza from them. And then, you know, um, when you go to give them money, the one kid grabs your wallet or something, or you go to reach in your back pocket. They push the pizza box up against you. And they keep your arms held so that they grab you the wallet on your back pocket, you know? Wow, that's really... So that's a, a scam that the kids are running, okay? Uh, another scam is um, that they, they'll have people that are outside of some of the uh, the monuments. Like if you want to go to the Colosseum, or you want to go to St. Peter's, and they're asking, they're acting like they're the person who you're supposed to get your ticket from. They'll dress wow. themselves up. You know, they come out and they ask you like for 10 euros to, for, per ticket. You know, if the, for yeah. your entry. Well, there, that one has always been there. That, that yeah, yeah, yeah. That, I have to be honest, at least out of the COVID, that's always. When you go wrong, you got to be careful. Any tourist place, you got to be careful. You got the hotel upgrade scam. This is a good one. These are oh. people that basically they're hanging out in the hotel lobbies, okay? Um, and um, or, or sometimes they'll even be like when you arrive at the airport and they'll offer you a big upgrade at your hotel, find out where you're staying, tell you you got an upgrade, have you give them like a 100 bucks, whatever, and then, of course, you get nothing out of it, okay? Um, another one they have is called the fashion heist, okay? The fashion heist, basically, it, it, it's kind of like where you have um, a, 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 a coat inside the car, uh, and the guy is going to ask you for two hundred dollars for gas, and then um, you know they like they try they they try to grab your coat or something like this. I don't really understand this fashion ice. Do you know much about the fashion ice? No, I don't. But like I say, anything you pull out the wallet, you always be careful. That's yeah. what I'm if you take the bait and try to get the coat. I guess it sounds like the, the the guy wants you to get the code from inside his car or something. Anyway, wow. and they got more. They got a tax police scam. They got a rest stop scam. Bottom line is folks are hurting now in Italy. The unions are trying to step in, but the unions are pretty corrupt over there with the, the government interference. And, you know, then you got the one scam after another. Just be careful when you go there because, you know, um, you know, the economy is on a lot of people out of work. We're going to talk more about that, laborers and unions, as we progress here in the show today. Don't go away. We're going to be right back with a lot more West Coast Italian radio. 
Hi, I'm Tito Beveridge, founder and master distiller at Tito's Handmade Vodka. In the mid-90s, I bought a piece of land with a credit card check and built the very first micro distillery in the history of the state of Texas. Cheers. 80 proof Tito's Handmade Vodka, distilled and bottled in Austin, Texas. Tito'sVodka.com. Hey, Dad, thanks for helping me cook this Italian meal. we got to pass down our family recipes. Your food is always so good. What's the secret? Having the best authentic ingredients, like the Cicernio sausage, for instance. Fresh cuts of meat with no preservatives. I remember what my friend Frank Cicernio said. All natural Italian sausages to make the perfect Italian meal. No wonder it tastes so good. Available in major supermarkets up and down the West Coast. Cicernio sausage. Visit Cicernio.com for recipes or to find a store near you. Hi, I'm Tito Beveridge, founder and master distiller at Tito's Handmade Vodka. In the mid-90s, I bought a piece of land in Austin with a credit card check and built the very first micro distillery in the history of the state of Texas. I'd never built a still before, so I did some research and designed and built my own pot stills based on Prohibition-era bust photos I found in the library. I didn't know then that this was kind of the start of the American craft distilling movement right here in Austin, Texas. Cheers! 80 proof Tito's Handmade Vodka, distilled and bottled in Austin, Texas. Tito'sVodka.com so, Marcy, now it's time for us to do some Italian phrases, and I think you picked us out some good ones for this week. I know, I know. So, you know what? Let's have fun with this. Okay. Let's, All right. Okay. So, this one, I can tell you one thing. You can use this phrase when you have a friend has a little too much vino, and we yeah. have the killer hangover, okay? So, you can use this phrase all the time. I so, it's it, 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 it's one you that, 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 that I suspect it sounds like it has a little sarcasm in it. Let, yep, yep. Be ready. All right, ready? here we go. All right. Hai voluto la bicicletta e adesso pedala. Do it again. Hai voluto la bicicletta e adesso pedala. Okay, so the literal translation of that is you wanted the bike, now you got to ride it. That's so. Right. The sarcasm there, of course, is, is kind of like, I told you so. Okay, you said you want to do this, you know, now you got it, you know. You said you wanted to drink, now you got a hangover, okay. Um, it's kind of equivalent to be careful what you ask for, because you, maybe you're going to get it, you know. Right. And I got to remember that. Now you got to pedal it. Now you got to ride it. I told you so. Same thing, same meaning. All right. Let's do the next one. In Bocca Lupo. <laughs> Go for it. Explain that Bocca one. In Bocca Lupo. Okay. And, and oh. this is one we use all the time in opera. In Bocca Lupo. Into the wolf's mouth. This is one especially that, they, they, that Italians use in the theater primarily, uh, especially in opera. It's kind of like when we say break a leg, it's, yes. it's like they say good luck. Into the mouth of the wolf. I mean, the wolf being the audience the performance, and, you know, now you better do it right because they're going to eat you alive if you don't, right? So remember, when someone tells you in Bocca Lupo, you should always reply, Crepa il Lupo. Crepa, and what is that? Crepa, the wolf got to die. The wolf got to die. All right, there you go. Going to slay the wolf. All right. We got time for one more. Okay, Tirare il Paco. Tirare il Paco, which is, again, Translated directly to throw the package, so I don't get it. What does this one mean? Well, this is like, uh, you know, when uh, um, you use a lot when a friend or you have a date and never show up to meet you. Also, someone stands you up. That's right. Someone makes a date with you, and then they they stand you up. They don't show up, okay? 
To throw the package. That's kind of a funny way to say it, if you think about it. You know, I'm not seeing the connection there exactly like with it the others. It is fun that you throw the package, I know. But, you know, Ipaco is really like a young dialect. Uh, the latter uh, generation, well, young one, they use that. Gotcha. All right. Well, there you are, folks. Your Italian phrases of the day brought to you by our lovely co-host, Marcia Caputo. Thank you, Marcia. You're welcome. Now it's time for a special food segment that we recorded live on location. Something I think you'll like. Here we go. This is Tony Lestone with West Coast Italian Radio. And we're going to now do my favorite part of the show, which is our cooking segment. This is brought to us, by the way, by our great sponsor, Tito's Vodka. Tito's Handmade Vodka from Austin, Texas. And Tito's is a great drink. For any type of party or situation you're going to have, make sure you use Tito's. Now, I'm here with my good friend, Rick Reagan. We've been working together for many, many years. Rick is the owner of Chino's Italian Restaurant in Issaquah, Washington. And this restaurant has been rated consistently over the last four or five years as one of the top restaurants in the United States of America. I think you're in the top 100, aren't you? Top 100 of the most romantic. There you go. Look at that. You can't beat that. So... I've asked Rick today, since our show is all about Labor Day, Italian Labor Day, you know, people come home after work, after working hard all day, they want to make something quick that, that they can, you know, eat without taking a lot of time, but they want to have it really, really good. So what are we going to make today? So, you know, Tony, you and I had thought about that, and, and I think that the spaghetti alla carbonara is about the best. Um, you know, it's the dish that's most often mentioned to me at the restaurant. People want to know um, how to make it. They're a little intimidated about making it. Right, right. Um, but if you really look at the core of the ingredients and the technique, it's one of the simplest pastas to do if you have the technique, which I'll go over with you today. Well, let's start with looking at the ingredients right now. Hi, everyone. It's Rick from Montecino's, and welcome to my kitchen. Uh, so, as Tony and I spoke earlier, we're going to go over some of the ingredients that I'm going to use today in our carbonara. To start off, we're going to start with a guanciale, which is a pork cheek or jowl that's cured. Um, you can use bacon, you can use pancetta, but I choose to use guanciale because it's the traditional, um, original, and I think um, adds a complexity to the flavor and a silkiness to the sauce because of the fat rendering during the process. So what I do is I cut it right down the center. So I'm going to cut about a half inch cube or half inch slice and turn it into cubes. You want to have the cubes large enough so that they'll let the fat render out and not just sear up right away, but small enough so where they're going to cook all the way through and they're going to get crispy. All right, everyone. The next ingredient we're going to talk about is the black pepper. Um, this dish, it's super important. Uh, you can use a pepper mill. Do not use pre-ground pepper. Um, this is, I'm going to teach you the correct way. So either a pepper mill or I choose to use a mortal and pestle. So let's go through that process. So I put the peppercorns in, and I put more than I'm going to need, but... Uh, we can always save them for later. And I'm going to crush them pretty well. Alright, so I've already, I've got this pepper right where I want it to be. Just a coarse grind. Alright, and a little bit of fresh parsley. Not in the traditional carbonara, but I, I'm just going to give it a little color today. So, 
Today we're going to use this spaghetti noodle. It's the spaghetti cut. It can be any of the dry pastas that you have become accustomed to that are available at your grocer. So now we've let our water come to a rolling boil. It's super important that we let it come to a rolling boil so our pasta doesn't stick together. Um, usually I would salt the water. You've heard me talk about making my pasta water taste like the ocean. For this dish, I'm not going to do that. I have got uh, a lot of the Parmesan cheese. I've got the cured pork. So I've got plenty of salt going into this dish, so I'm omitting the salt. I'm also not putting any olive oil in because I'm going to take the pasta directly from the water into my finishing pan, and you'll see that a little bit later. So rolling boil and get your pasta ready before I put it in. Remember, um, just a little trick, turn your pasta, give it a twist, and then drop it in, and it won't stick together. I want to render the the fat out of the uh, out of the pork. So I'm going to start with a cool pan, and I'm going to put my pork into a cool pan. And the way and the and the reason for that is it'll slowly get hot, and it'll give that um, pork time to release that fat. And that's what I want. I want it to release the fat into the dish and get crisp at the same time. So the rendering. Remember a couple different uh, reasons why it's super important. The fat that we're rendering out of this uh, pork is what makes this salt, uh, this dish, um, the, the sauce very silky and smooth. It's going to emulsify with the pasta water and the cheese, and, uh, and that's what makes this dish special. So don't rush this. Let it render its fat. So we're going to use um, a couple different cheeses today. We're going to use a Parmigiano-Reggiano and a Pecorino. Uh, just a reminder that both these cheeses have sort of high salt content, so we're not going to be salting this dish. So we're just going to create a little bit of our Parmigiano-Reggiano. Alright, so I'm going to mix this with my Pecorino and put it away for later. Alright, so here comes the people, the part where people uh, hesitate a little bit, and that's uh, the egg portion of this dish. One egg, and I put, you know, a good handful. There's no real measurement, no, no, no real rule. And then I give this a whisk. And you can see I'm going to whisk it together. And it'll make light, frothy, beautiful egg and cheese mixture. And once I get it together, I'm going to set that aside. So we're at the final part. We've got all our mise en place, our prep done. We've got all our ingredients ready. We've rendered the fat out of our pork, whether you're using the guanciale or using the um, pancetta or bacon. We've got that ready to go. We've got our water ready to go. Um, remember I told you about uh, the pasta. We're just going to give it a little twist and we're going to drop it in. And that just sort of breaks the pasta around. little kitchen tip. So now I've got my pasta to uh, al dente so it's cooked properly. Remember, I did salt the water and you're going to see why. Because I'm going to use some of the water in my cooking process. So, you know, you don't need to drain the pasta. Just bring it over. A little of the water is good. Get into your dish. And I'm going to start to emulsify this together. I haven't had anything except for the tortilla, the fat. Here's where I'm going to um, add some of the black pepper, fresh black pepper. You can always add more, you can never take it out, but don't be afraid to be a little bit aggressive. It's one of the primary flavor profiles in the dish. Okay, so I've got it to this point. 
I'm going to add a little bit of the pasta water. The starches in the pasta water are going to help me make this sauce. And now I'm going to turn off the heat. This is an important part. If I was to take my eggs now and add it to my dish, I'd have scrambled eggs. That is not what we want. So I'm going to actually even let this sort of cool down just a little bit. Slowly. Pasta is not too hot, so it's not cooking the egg. Or it's cooking the egg, you guys. It's not making scrambled eggs. I'm adding a little more water so you get the texture that you're looking for. Oh, and if you look now, it's all emulsifying together. It's making that sauce. Oh, we are ready to serve. And then I'm going to season or I'm going to garnish it with just a little bit of chopped parsley. Bon appetito. You're ready to eat spaghetti a la carbonara. And that is our food segment of the week, brought to you by West Coast Italian Radio and Tito's Vodka. Hi, I'm Tito Beveridge, founder and master distiller at Tito's Handmade Vodka. In 1997, we became the first micro distillery in the state of Texas. We're still making the same smooth stuff after all these years. 80 proof Tito's Handmade Vodka, distilled and bottled in Austin, Texas. Tito'sVodka.com. Hey, Dad, thanks for helping me cook this Italian meal. we got to pass down our family recipes. Your food is always so good. What's the secret? Having the best authentic ingredients, like the Cicernio sausage, for instance. Fresh cuts of meat with no preservatives. I remember what my friend Frank Cicernio said. All natural Italian sausages to make the perfect Italian meal. No wonder it tastes so good. Available in major supermarkets up and down the West Coast. Cicernio sausage. Visit Cicernio.com for recipes or to find a store near you. Hi, I'm Tito Beveridge, founder and master distiller at Tito's Handmade Vodka. In 1997, we became the first micro distillery in the state of Texas, and we're still making the same smooth stuff after all these years. We're still cooking in a pot still, working with our dogs by our sides, having fun and tasting batches, and I'm still wearing the same hat even after all these years. Head over to titosvodka.com to learn more about what else we're doing the same. Cheers. 80 proof Tito's handmade vodka distilled and bottled in Austin, Texas. Tito'sVodka.com. Hello, folks. We're back with more West Coast Italian radio, bringing you the Italian radio show out of Palm Springs. I got to tell you, you know, we've been talking here today about Italian Labor Day. Um, and, you know, I know, Marcia, you know, you probably know more about this than we do, being that you, uh, you know, you grew up in Italy, uh, but, you know, so Italian Labor Day was just a couple of days ago, of course, May 1st. So tell us a little right. bit about Italian Labor Day. Just give oh, us a general a, background. We call it Italian Giorno dei Lavoratori. So it's a huge thing. So what happened in Italy, nobody worked for the day. If it come on Monday, Sunday, Monday, we have a ponte, we call it. Right, right. And we celebrate, we parade, we do uh, food. So it's like, a, it's like a three day holiday, kind of like what our Labor Day is here. Right, right. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's, the same thing. it's the same thing. If you, if you look at the history, it comes from the exactly same thing, same story. So, so why May 1st? I'm just curious. What, what's the significance of that day? Well, that's what they started in the, in the right. States. I was looking, right? In Austria, they started for some things, for political things. They decide to be 1st May. There's a day for the soon after what? The Liberation Day. You know what I mean? Yeah, and, okay. So they have the Liberation Day, which we did last week. And so now we're, and then, you know, that this kind of falls up on there, liberated. Although the interesting thing about this, and this uh, gets in with our guest here, we got Mr. John Abate, uh, 
the man who was kicked out of the mob, you know, my dear friend for many, many years here, you know. And God knows, John, you've been screwing around with the labor unions for longer than, you know, than, than God has been around. So, I mean, you've been really uh, involved with this for a very long time and this whole thing. But interestingly about Italy, hmm. I read here that there are three trade unions in Italy. But, you know, it's not like we think of them here. Like They're like one by like the Communist Party. Um, they actually have the Socialist Party. They have, so the trade unions are a little bit different than what we think here of trade unions, you know. Um, although it is, there is one of these, hmm. which is the CISL. This one will be close to John in my heart. Uh, this was created by the, the, it's the Catholic Trade Union. Of course, you know, Italy has the largest Catholic population on the planet. So that would go to figure. Uh, and it was the Christian Democratic Party. So what do you know? Tell us about the, the three main trade unions there. John, you know about this, right? Well, somewhat, yeah, I do. I'll tell you what. I got involved with the trade union movement in 1960 when I got out of the military because I learned the plate making through being an Army map service. And then I became a journeyman almost in two years. And at that point, I wound up being very active with, the, with our, my union, uh, and, uh, which is affiliated with the AFL-CIO. At right, that time, right. I started to learn that the AFL-CIO was involved in a lot of international activities. In particular, they had, they had three different uh, or four different uh, uh, regional groups there. And one of them evolved into uh, what they call the Free Trade Union Movement, which eventually became part of the International Confederation of Free Trade Unions. And from there, they actually have an affiliation with the Italian, uh, what they call the S, uh, uh, the SISL. Uh, uh, it's called. So it's just, the, uh, I think it's Italian, a, what you mean. It's uh, Confederazione Italiana Sindacate yeah. Lavoratore, which is, means the Italian Confederation of Workers' Trade Unions. Right, and right. Because if anybody wanted to Google that, they would see a lot about their structure, their history, uh, the uh, affiliated unions present and past and so forth. And that would pick up on what you said, Marcy, because then it shows the difference between the confederations. And that would give you a lot more details about what they specifically do. And they could make a comparison between that and what the American trade unions are about by looking at what the uh, AFL-CIO now has instead of the International Affairs Department. It's the International uh, Department with the Solidarity Center. And that Solidarity Center has a reference to those previous uh, uh, for regional organizations and so forth. All right, so, so, uh, getting, get, so, get so, so getting to the trade unions, getting to the trade unions in Italy, I know, you know, this is kind of one of those subjects that we got to kind of walk the line on a little bit. Okay? Yes, absolutely. Because, you know, obviously the unions were all started for very, very good thing, okay? They, they right. were started, you know, to protect help workers, especially like, you know, back in the day when workers right. had no rights at all. But, you know, we all know over the years there's been a lot of corruptions with unions, everything from just outright corruptions with union officials to implications with mafiosos. So, like, in Italy, I'm just curious because now we're talking about the Italian labor unions. So, in Italy, you know, the unions there, I know, is there a lot of corruption? There are a lot of this stuff going on there, uh, you know, like there is here, Marzi, what do you think, you know? Well, Go, go. I want to make a point that you made out. Uh, you're talking about that, the difference. Uh, as you know, I'm being considered for a position uh, with the Fulbright program in Egypt, and I've been developing a relationship with a professor there that has uh, one of his counterparts 
was a professor that now is back in uh, Sicily. And he asked me, uh, you being Sicilian, uh, what do you know about uh, uh, the businesses and the unions? And I said, well, the only thing I would know is that um, that if uh, we, I was uh, going to make a connection uh, with establishing a business relationship between one of the affiliates that we have here, I would go to the trade union movement there and then find out what connection they have with appropriate business organizations because they work a lot closer together in a cooperative posture than they do in this country and so forth. So I guess this begs the question. This begs the question. And the question is, you know, in Italy, I I know that, you know, there's a lot of of stuff with the mafia getting involved with things, but I don't hear as much. And I don't know. Maybe I I don't think so. I mean, here here in the United States, we've heard over the years, you know, the mob has got involved in a lot of the unions here. But how is it there in Italy? Is there a lot of mob involvement uh, or not in the Italy? Now, if we talk Italy. about the past, I don't know. I wasn't there. When yeah, we talk yeah. now the present, I tell you, no, really. The mafia is more involved with their own thing, in their own town. That's right. That's what right, it right, is. right. It's different like with store, you know, you have to give La Coletta. That's what it is. Is that Now maybe some things have changed when inside the political things. Yes. You know what I mean? Who doesn't well, have... It seems like in Italy there's more because of the fact... Two of the three unions you got are, I mean, the one is controlled by the Communist Party. Right. One is controlled by the Socialist Party. I mean, come on, it's like saying, well, you know, would you rather be a murderer or a rapist? You know, I mean, it's like, you know, basically when you talk about that, you know, in terms of the way these parties operate and stuff. And then, of course, you got the one that's controlled by the Catholic Church. And again, I don't want to be a reverend or anything because, you know, I'm a fourth degree knight as are you, John. We know that the Catholic Church over the years has had some, you know, some issues as well. So it seems almost like in Italy, there's more uh, politics involved in affecting the unions than there are here. I mean, there's politics here too, but it seems like much more in Italy. Is that correct? You've hit it it right on the head, Tony, because what happens there, we look at collective bargaining issues as paramount, wages, hours, working conditions. And to to a limited extent is the political, social, cultural. In Italy, it's just the opposite. There is, uh, the, the uh, bread and butter issues are important, but they integrate that with a lot of uh, political, social, and cultural activities and so forth, you know? That yeah, was told yeah, to me yeah. by a representative from the AFL-CIO. All right. Well, so now, Marcia, I'm reading here that there are uh, you know, some specific things, however, that the unions did accomplish in Italy, okay? Um, and this is, you know, so let's just kind of switch gears here to look at some of the positive aspects of it. Um, it says, one of the things they did is every person has the right to work and is guaranteed paid holidays, which is a good thing, right? right? That's right. It says, every uh, worker is required to take one day off for every six day they work. So it's not, so it, it, it's not a question, you know, like here sometimes if you get behind a project, you know, you work, 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 seven days, ten days work till you're done. There, it says you're required by law. You cannot work more than six days. Even if you got to hit a deadline, you got to take the seventh day off. And there used to be for Catholic, it was like on Sunday, nobody could. Work. Yeah, exactly. Good, and that, I can understand because of the Catholic uh, influence now there in Italy. Okay, instead too now we have stored open. We right. It so says ever. It says women are paid eighty percent of their salary for a five month maternity leave period. Uh, two months before childbirth and three months after. So that's actually a good thing. 
obviously for those of us who have had kids, grandkids, and so forth. Okay. So, um, you have, it sounds like they've done some good things there. Yeah, like it's good because what we have is this on Christmas time, you have double the paycheck. It's like a right, right, cost. right. The co, uh, the worker, the boss, they give you extra money every Christmas. We call it la tredicesima. And they yeah, give you yeah. Then we have, yes, when you're pregnant, they cannot leave you home because nobody fire you, but you be paid uh, five months and you can stay even home after first year of the baby. Ah, right, right, yeah. Catholic, That's a good thing. Because you have to be with a the baby. They don't believe that you go to school the first year. Right, right. Now, we only so, have a couple minutes know. left here, but I want to kind of switch gears here. Let's okay. talk then about, because, you know, then the, the Italian-Americans here in this country, you know, our ancestors, John, yours and mine, that came over from Italy. Yeah. They were very, very instrumental in the last hundred years, of course. Also, yeah. um, you know, doing things to help form the labor unions in this country. Okay. That's right. I mean, uh, you know, there's a lot of names, of course, you know, sometimes we get tied with the whole mobster, Italian-American mafia thing. But aside from that for a minute, there was a lot of really good things that our ancestors did here because, of course, most of our ancestors were laborers. They came over, uh, they built buildings, they built monuments, they built bridges, and so it would go to figure. So, you know, tell us a little bit about that, John. Well, let me let me give you an example. My late father, God rest his soul, uh, when he started uh, his career, he was uh, in textile as a weaver, and he actually helped uh, organize some plants while he was working full time. And so he made that contribution with the Textile Workers Union of America, sure. and uh, always was very very uh, active uh, to the point. Uh, even when he went into management, he always supported the uh, work of the trade union movement. And then uh, a couple of one of my uncle, the other uncle, uh, one of the uncles I had, my uncle Giuseppe, uh, was a truck driver, and I believe he was with the Teamsters, and uh, he was very active with them too, and always talked about the importance of the trade union movement to his children. Uh, my right, father, right, right. Came, uh, with me and my sister, talked about that importance of it. Well, there you go, folks. You know, this is uh, John Abadi is our guest today. He has a lot of background for years and years here working in the unions uh, here, the trade unions here also with some international. Great thing talking about the Labor Day uh, in Italy, which was a couple of days ago, May 1st, Italian Labor Day. Uh, and, uh, you know, we're going to be right back after the short word from our sponsor. But I got to remind you, then you listen to our after hours version of the show because then we really get into some of the, you know, behind the scenes stuff with labor unions, some of that Jimmy Hoffa stuff, you know, we'll tell you some stuff there that you're not going to hear here. Okay. Anyway, we're going to be right back with more West Coast Italian radio after this quick word from our sponsors. Don't go away. Hi, I'm Tito Beveridge, founder and master distiller at Tito's Handmade Vodka. The owner of a local liquor store told me to forget the flavors, so I make only vodka-flavored vodka, smooth and gluten-free. 80-proof Tito's Handmade Vodka, distilled and bottled in Austin, Texas. Tito'sVodka.com. Hey, Dad, thanks for helping me cook this Italian meal. we got to pass down our family recipes. Your food is always so good. What's the secret? Having the best authentic ingredients, like the Cicernio sausage, for instance. Fresh cuts of meat with no preservatives. I remember what my friend Frank Cicernio said. All natural Italian sausages to make the perfect Italian meal. No wonder it tastes so good. Available in major supermarkets up and down the West Coast. Cicernio sausage. Visit Cicernio.com for recipes or to find a store near you. Pacific Food Importers has been distributing Mediterranean food products in the greater Seattle area since 1971. 
Beginning as an olive import company, PFI has evolved into a well-known wholesale food distributor in the Pacific Northwest, servicing restaurants, grocers, manufacturers, and caterers. Family-owned and operated, PFI stocks a wide variety of cured meats, specialty cheeses from around the world, and a vast range of Mediterranean products. PFI's service area includes the greater Puget Sound region and Portland, Oregon. Situated in North Kent, PFI has a central location allowing for efficient service and delivery, as well as convenient will-call pickups for established customers in Seattle. Pacific Food Importers Incorporated is committed to providing quality products at competitive prices to the food service industry of the Pacific Northwest. Visit PacificFoodImporters.com for more information or to contact us. Hi, I'm Tito Beverage, founder and master distiller at Tito's Handmade Vodka. When I got into this business, I used to make flavored vodka infusions for my friends as gifts. When I started to make a go of it, the owner of a local liquor store showed me the dust on some flavored vodka bottles that sat on the shelves. He said, if you can make a straight vodka so smooth that you could drink it just by itself, then you'd really have something. So I did. And now all these years later, we still only make one flavor, vodka flavored vodka. 80 proof Tito's Handmade Vodka, distilled and bottled in Austin, Texas. Tito'sVodka.com. Well, Marcia, we're back here with one, you know, more segment of the West Coast Italian radio show uh, for this week. Um, it's time to do Italian events. You know, we got some great Italian events that are happening all over the uh, Western United States here uh, mm-hmm. that we need to tell people about. Okay, so these are kind of the major ones. You may have additional events in each of your areas. So make sure you check with your local Italian organizations. But we're going to kind of hit some of the biggies here that are coming up over the next few months. So the first one, this kind of sounds like a cool one here, Marcia. May 15th, Saturday, May 15th, from 4 o'clock to 7 o'clock, there's an event called Old School Italian. It takes place in Alhambra, California. It starts at Angelo's. Italian restaurant and pizzeria. And it sounds like what you do is you started that restaurant there, uh, and then you're going to go from restaurant to restaurant. They have different Italian restaurants in the area that are set up. And each Italian restaurant, you're going to have a different entree. Like you may have an appetizer at one. You may have your prima course at the next, seconda at the next. Maybe have insalata at the next one. That'd be my dream. That'd be so much fun. Sounds like a lot of fun. We should do something like that, like, you know, maybe here in Palm Springs or, you know, up uh, up in Seattle or someplace, uh, you know, get get stuff going. That, that sounds like a, a lot of fun, you know? Talk about this and make it happen. <laughs> Absolutely. We've got to do that. Okay. So then on um, Sunday, June 6th, there is the 100th Statuto Race. Mm-hmm. You may ask, what is a statuto race? I don't exactly know what a statuto race is, but uh, it takes place at the San Francisco Italian Athletic Club uh, in downtown San Francisco, California, and it is a great event. It sounds like this. We, we need to find out more about what a statuto race is, but it's put on uh, in conjunction with a Make-A-Wish of the Greater Bay Area, you know, Make-A-Wish Foundation for the Greater Bay Area, is the charity partner, and it basically helps children who have critical illnesses, you know, gives them their wishes. So what a great right. cause that is, and we really need to contact those people. We'll find out more about that to let you know in future shows, okay? 
continuing on the month of June, June 25th, we have the Portland Festa Italiana, uh, which is going to take place at the Oaks Amusement Park. Uh, this is, you know, one of the longest-running festivals and Italian events in the United States. Uh, of course, celebrating Italian-American culture in Portland, Oregon. They have everything from opera to other live Italian music, uh, great food there, great Italian entertainment, stuff for the kids, cultural activities, basically nonstop Italian fun um, all day long, Sunday uh, no, it takes place from Friday to Sunday, so it's the whole weekend, Friday, June 25th to Sunday, June 27th. So that should be a lot of fun there, okay? There's so much activity for all ages. I a love lot, that. lot of stuff, a lot of stuff. Okay, going on. Now we're going to move kind of off toward the latter end of the summer, so we're just going to give you a couple of these to save the dates on, and as we get closer to these events, we'll tell you more about them. Fine. Saturday, August 21st through Sunday, August 22nd, you have the San Jose Italian Family Festa uh, on September 10th through September 14th. We have the Festa Italiana Fisherman's Festival. That's down in Monterey, California. Always a great time down there. Very, very active Italian people down in Monterey, California. Uh, we interact with them a lot. Wonderful folks. Then we move back up to the northwest. We have September 10th through 12th, the San Gennaro Festival in Seattle, and then just following that, the end of the month, September 24th and 26th, the big Festa Italiana in Seattle, one of the biggest Italian festivals on the West Coast there. They've been going on for uh, 35 years, I think, right around there. Wonderful, wonderful festival. Uh, a couple more to leave you with here, folks. October 2nd and 3rd, the Los Angeles Italian Festival down in Hollywood and Highland. Always a great, great day with our Italian friends in L.A. down there. They do a wonderful, wonderful festival. And last but not least, a great festival that we kind of end the festival season with. In Reno, Nevada, the El Dorado Hotel does a great Italian festival down there. That takes place October 9th and October 10th. Make sure you check out all these festivals uh, you know, travel to them if they're in your areas. I mean, travel to them if they're not in your areas. And, of course, you can also check with all your local Italian organizations for all the other wonderful Italian events going on in and throughout your community. So, you know, Marcia, that's pretty much as our show for the week. We want to remind everybody, we got a great after-hours show. You guys like this show, you're going to love our after-hours show. Okay, because this show, you know, and we love working with ABC, absolutely. But, you know, the FCC only allows us to say certain things on the air if you catch my drift. And, of course, we're very Italian. I'm from, from the East Coast. She's from Italy. So we like to call things the way we see them and, you know, not mince words. And we got some wonderful topics, some wonderful guests. Make sure you go to our website, WCIR.biz. There's a link there for the After Hours show. Got to be 18 or over, but you're going to have a lot of fun. Subscribe to it. It's a, just a hoot. It's a blast, and you're going to have a wonderful time listening to it. And, of course, you can hear this show all week long. Share it, please, with all your friends, with all of your family, anywhere in the world. You can always get our show 24-7, uh, the show right here from ABC. It's available on our website. If you go to WCIR.biz, there's a little link at the top of the page here. You click. That gives you all of our shows, uh, both this week's show, any of our past shows, everything in archives for the last six years. 
So make sure you share that with all your friends because we uh, we absolutely love our listeners and love getting feedback from you. And you know, remember we uh, you're listening to us the WCIR West Coast Italian Radio Network. We're on the ABC News and Talk Radio Network, broadcasting at KMET 1190 AM from Palm Springs with affiliate stations picking us up all over the USA. We love all of you. We love all of our affiliate stations. God bless you all. We'll be back next week with a brand new show. And ciao a tutti. A salute.